Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at sportscallauburn.com. Welcome back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress, and T.P. Hammock with you here on this Thursday afternoon. And we are now excited to go to our orthopedic clinic phone line. And we welcome on the voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Bertram. Kind enough to give us some time on his Thursday afternoon. Andy, the time is greatly appreciated. How are you today? I'm doing well, guys. Glad to be with you. Good to be uh, getting ready for a big trip to the Bayou on the weekend. Absolutely, and uh, again, another big environment for this Auburn football team to step into, Andy. And uh, through five weeks of the season, a new new coaching staff, a lot of new things, a lot of fan interest. Just what have you thought about the the first uh, first portion of this season? Well, I, two surprises for me so far is the how well this defense has played this season. And and here's the example that I give when I talk with Coach Freeze doing his pregame show before UMass. I asked him a rather candid question and I got a very candid answer. And as we've come to know, he is full of candid answers. I said, can this Auburn defense, primarily up front, can it stop a good running team? And he said, I don't know. And I think Auburn has done that primarily through the first five ball games. So that has been the surprise, the pleasant surprise. On the other hand, the fact that Auburn's offense is still I wouldn't say trying to find an identity. I think it has because I think it's turned into a good running team, which we expected. It's the, the, the passing game just hasn't come along as quickly, I think, as we'd like at this point. And, boy, just Saturday, when you go to Baton Rouge to face an offense that is the best in the Southeastern Conference, averaging almost 550 yards of total offense and nearly 45 points of ball game. It will be very tough for Auburn to get into a scoring battle with this LSU team Saturday night. Andy, you've had the privilege to be able to share the the broadcast booth with a couple Auburn quarterbacks over the last few years, Sam White and now Jason Campbell. When you look at the Auburn quarterbacks that are currently on the field with Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford, what have you picked up from, uh, especially from this season, from Jason Campbell talking about those two quarterbacks? Well, I mean, you, you look at their strengths, and, and Thorne is – has has turned into a pretty good running quarterback for Auburn. And I think he possesses the ability to be a good passer for Auburn as well. For whatever reason, that just has not occurred. I don't know if it's, if it's, if it's Peyton, if it's the receivers, or if it's the offensive line, maybe it's a combination of all three. And then we talk about the athleticism of Robbie Ashford and the potential that he has. And Hugh Freeze has said it. If Robbie can put it all together, he could be the best quarterback that, that Hugh Freeze has ever had. And Hugh Freeze has had some pretty good quarterbacks in his career, especially at Ole Miss and certainly with Malik Willis at Liberty. But as as good of a runner Robbie Ashford is, the passing game just hasn't been there for Robbie in his career for the Tigers. I think Jason likes both of these guys. And listen, Jason and Stan both – were not without their own struggles at Auburn. You know, both were four-year starters for Auburn, although Jason at times was was back and forth as the first string or the second string quarterback. And while both had good freshman years, their sophomore and junior years left something to be desired and that they put it together 
in outstanding senior years in which Stan White in 1993 and Jason Campbell in 2004 led undefeated seasons on the Plains. And Jason was named the SEC Player of the Year and both had good NFL careers, Jason, of course, for a decade. So, you know, they've seen the struggles. They've seen guys excel at the quarterback spot. And I think that's what Jason wants, whether it is Peyton Thorne or Robbie Ashford or Holden Gurner at this point uh, of the season. We'll find out a lot about Peyton, I think, Saturday night. His worst game for the Tigers was three weeks ago at Texas A&M. He just he didn't look comfortable in the pocket. He looked tentative in the pocket. And you cannot be that way here in the SEC. I thought he played well against Georgia two weeks ago. And, you know, eight of the six incomplete passes that he threw hit Auburn wide receivers in their hands. They may not have all been perfect passes, but they were certainly catchable passes. And to his credit, he has become a true running threat as an RPO threat in this Auburn offense. So, Andy, you spoke about Hugh Freeze, and I was just curious about what you have seen. We're five games into the Freeze era. What the biggest difference is from this new Hugh Freeze-led regime versus the previous regime at Auburn? Well, I think what it's, it's what we've seen off the field. I think that's the most prominent difference in the last three to four years of Auburn before Hugh Freeze, and that's what he has done on the recruiting trail. One, to put this roster together and go heavily into the transfer portal. And then what he has been able to do, and I can't speak specifics, but we all know what what he's been able to do to put together that 2024 class with four- and five-star recruits, and the same for 2025. I think that's the biggest move forward right now for Auburn. And as a result, I think the Auburn fans have, and the Auburn family has responded. You know, it's, it's, it's a sellout for every game right now, except for, for New Mexico State. And I expect by the time we get there, that game's going to be a sellout. They've sold out season tickets for the first time in school history. And that is a response to what Hugh Freeze has done since the moment he was hired last November after the, the Iron Bowl. In, in Tuscaloosa. So that, that to me, and, and listen, if, if we thought that this Auburn team was going to go in and become a, of an instant threat in the SEC West, I, I think we were perhaps looking through orange and blue glasses at that point. And Auburn is playing teams right now with superior talent. Now, that is going to change. And I think that's going to change as early as this 2024 class when it signs for the Tigers and how many of those guys do they get in in or in January and go through spring ball. I think that's very, very important for this Auburn team moving forward. But to me, recruiting and, and what he has done and the way the Auburn family has rallied around Hugh Freeze are the two most important parts so far this season. Andy, we always like to ask you a question or two about your broadcasting experiences. And I'm curious because in in back-to-back road games for Auburn, they go to Texas A&M and then to LSU here this weekend, both 100,000-seat stadiums. And I I, I know because we, we have been there before that those press boxes are incredibly high up there 
Uh, and, and so I was curious which one is a little higher in the sky and just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just compare those press boxes and just the, those vantage points to, well, to here at Auburn. I don't think there is a press box with a higher elevation in the SEC than Texas A&M. You know, but was it four or five years ago, they moved the press box from the west side where TV still is. And they built a brand-new press box literally on the top of the east stands. And that's a big stadium. Yes, it is. And and it's gotten bigger. And you're way up there, but I, that doesn't bother me. I, I It's a great vantage point. It's a wonderful press box. I mean, they did a fabulous job putting that press box together. There's ample space for us um, in in College Station, and the brisket's delicious there. So that that's a factor to me. Um, LSU is not not nearly as high. My most unique vantage point of any game that I have ever done in my college career, because one time I called a high school basketball game in the middle of the opposing pet band, and I'm not <laughs> kidding about that, uh, was the 1999 game. And Stan White and I were doing that game for, I don't know if we were doing it, we were doing it for tape delay. That's right, we were doing it for tape delay. Uh, back in the old tape delay pay-per-view days. And this was this was a year or two before before Stan took over for Charlie Trotman uh, in, the, in the radio booth and then embarked on 22 years of just outstanding work. And we were literally, before they built the upper deck in the south end zone at Tiger Stadium, they put us, they, they did not put us in the regular press box. The week, the, the week or two prior, Alabama had done the same kind of broadcast and they did the game from outside the stadium. Well, we said, listen, we at least want to be in the stadium to do this game. So they literally put us underneath the scoreboard in the south end zone. And we had to climb a ladder huh. to get up to this platform in the scoreboard. And they ran their cords, the CSS cords from the truck all the way over there. There was a massive hum because it was such a long distance. And Stan did not have a monitor to work with. It didn't work. So any replay that Stan was talking about was literally a replay in his head for that <laughs> 1999 game. This Saturday, I'll be in the regular press box right there on the 30-yard line with a great vantage point, and I'll be happy. But that's the most, other than playing or doing a game from the pet band in a high school basketball game in Southern Illinois, that. 1999 the cigar game is easily the most unique place I've ever done something and I've done high school football here on top of a concession stand out of Notasunga High School that's that is absolutely incredible Andy I want to I want to get your your uh your opinions now on the the food scene as there's there's going to be quite a few people making the trip down to to Baton Rouge and we know from our trips uh in the past down to Baton Rouge and to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl games that Louisiana is not without its uh its culinary delights so where what what are some go-to places for the fans making the trip down there this weekend well, you know, the, the original walk-ons is within shouting distance of Tiger Stadium. It was formed by literally a pair of walk-ons on Dale Brown's basketball team. That's how that, that restaurant chain started. So it's, it's two blocks south of, of Tiger Stadium. So if you're, 
you're looking for a sports bar, that's a very good And there are many. I mean, we're talking about the state capital for the state of Louisiana. And, and there is Cajun everywhere. Outstanding oysters, um, great gumbo. Uh, we have gone to a place called Rue 61 in the past, which is out of ways from downtown Baton Rouge. And when we first started going there, it wasn't called Rue 61, but it was literally a Cajun dance hall place. The middle part of the restaurant was a dance floor, and they would have this Cajun band playing, and then you you, you sat in your your uh, tables along the side, and it was really good food. Well, when they 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 took the dance floor the dance floor out, redid it. Now it's Rue 61, I believe it's 61, it's Rue 60 something, uh, but it is a great place for Cajun oysters and etouffee and gumbo and boudin and everything. There are a plethora of those. TJ Ribs is where they host their version of our Tiger Talk. Uh, and they have a Shaquille O'Neal sneaker and Billy Cannon's Heisman Trophy in that restaurant. Although the last time we went there for dinner, their credit card machine didn't work and they said we had to pay cash. Well, we didn't have cash, so we had to work something out for that. But there are many great places to go in Baton Rouge. Now, Andy, do you or Brad miss the dance hall more? <laughs> That's good. I, I never did take part in the dance. I, I loved the atmosphere of it, but I was going for the food. So I don't miss the dance hall at all. You would have to ask Brad that question. I will not answer for young Bradford T. Law. <laughs> Talking to Andy Birch from the Voice of the Auburn Tigers today on Sports Call. One more uh, for you, Andy, uh, and I know basketball season coming here around the corner in three or four weeks. I'm curious if you've had a chance to catch up with Coach Pearl yet and and get a feel for what this basketball team could be this year. Was it practice earlier this week? Today is uh, is pro day for the tit for the Tigers, and uh, so they're they're working out for just about every NBA team uh, over at the Neville Neville Arena today. I was at practice Tuesday. That included a, a I was fortunate to be invited into their film session from practice the day before, which is fascinating to watch Bruce Pearl teach basketball to that team. And here's the one thing that I, I came away from after going to practice the last couple of weeks is how incredibly deep this team is. It is 10 deep right now. Now that will in likely, in all likelihood, be whittled down to its rotation. I think this is as deep a team as Auburn's had in my now five years of calling men's basketball at Auburn. I'm not saying it's the most talented team, but I think it's the deepest team. Auburn is deep at all five positions, and I think Auburn will be better at the point guard spot. I think folks are going to love watching Aiden Holloway play, uh, named today a preseason All-American by 247 Sports. I think folks are going to love watching Trey Donaldson play as well for the Tigers. I think he is going to take a huge role from a leadership standpoint for Trey at the point guard spot uh, for the Tigers. And then Auburn just, I mean, the, the, the transfers that have come in for this Auburn team, I think are, are really going to help this Auburn team. And it gives, it gives Bruce Pearl some, I think it gives Bruce Pearl some options. And it is competition at all five spots for this Auburn team. So I look forward to watching this team for the next three weeks as it gets ready for its exhibition opener against AUM on November 1st. 
And then we open up the season, of course, against Baylor in Sioux Falls, South Dakota on Tuesday, November 7th. Auburn's non-conference schedule this year, guys, is brutal. I mean, when you go to, when you play Baylor in Sioux Falls, you, you get Notre Dame in the first game of the Brooklyn tournament, and you could you will either play Oklahoma State or St. Bonaventure on the second night. You get Virginia Tech in the SEC ACC Challenge at Neville Arena. You go to Appalachian State, which will be a very tough game. Then you play Indiana in Atlanta. You get UNC Asheville, another NCAA tournament team, at an already sold-out Von Braun Center in Huntsville. You get USC coming in here with LeBron's son, Bronny, playing, and they were really good a year ago. They're even better this year. You get a Chattanooga and Penn, two really good mid-majors coming in. And then, oh, by the way, you start the Southeastern Conference. That's a great, great schedule that Bruce Pearl has this season. We are certainly looking forward to it. A lot of quad one opportunities for sure in that non-con schedule. He's no Andy, question about it. Absolutely. He's Andy Bertram, voice of the Auburn Tigers today on Sports Call. Andy, tell us real quickly about the Tiger, uh, the Talking Tigers podcast and, and how our listeners can go find that. You can go to auburntigers.com. It's posted about 8 o'clock every uh, Monday morning. Uh, you can go to everywhere that you, you look for your, your, your podcasts, uh, Talking Tigers podcast with Andy Bertram. And uh, currently, the, the, the current podcast right now features Auburn women's basketball coach uh, Johnny, Johnny Williams a week, or Johnny Harris, excuse me, a week ago it was Bruce Pearl. This coming week is Joe Witt Jr. That's Monday morning, now 17 years as an assistant coach in the NFL. Currently the defensive, um, the, the, the defensive pass game coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. And then the final two Mondays, and these go out, by the way, um, on Audio Boom, these go out Monday mornings at seven. The final two Mondays of the month of October is a two-parter with Ralph Jordan Jr., the son of the legendary Auburn football coach Shug Jordan. Uh, and it's just fascinating to listen to the stories of of the absolute legend here at at Auburn and growing up in that family and growing up, you know, part of that '57 national championship team and. And watching guys like, you know, Terry Henley and Terry Beasley and Pat Sullivan and um, all those guys play for his father. So it, it, was, it was a fascinating history lesson for me to, to talk with, with Ralph Jr. It went on so long that we made it into a two-parter. So that's the schedule for, for the Talking Tigers podcast here for the rest of the month. Absolutely good stuff. We're looking forward to hearing all that. He's Andy Bertram, voice of the Auburn Tigers today on Sports Call. Andy, uh, we really appreciated the time today. We look forward to hearing your call here of Auburn versus LSU, and we look forward to talking to you again down the line. My pleasure, guys. Have a great day. War Eagle.